Hello and welcome to Euronet Plus and the Green Deal. My name is Sina, I'm a journalist and happy to be part of Euronet Plus. In this podcast, my European colleagues and I are discussing the big milestones the EU has to meet to work effectively against climate change. Last time your phone broke, it was just easier, cheaper and quicker to get a new one instead of having it repaired. Unfortunately, that's a common experience in this day and age. But in this podcast, we will discuss the environmental cost of our throwaway society. On paper, getting extra life out of our products sounds great, doesn't it? Repairing products that no longer work ticks both the circular economy and waste reduction boxes, while also saving us money. The EU is currently debating whether and how to introduce a right to repair. Such a law already exists in France, where vendors are obliged to offer their customers the chance to repair a broken product before selling them a new one. Unfortunately, repairing broken or damaged products does not come cheap, which tends to encourage consumers to buy new instead. Retailers also complain about not having access to spare parts, software and technical information, and they often lack the necessary training. More must be done, say the group of civil society organizations behind the Right to Repair campaign. This campaign was launched in September 2019 with the aim of forcing companies to design their products with repairs in mind and to provide access to repair guides and spare parts at a reasonable cost. The Right to Repair campaign has grown rapidly from its springboard of five founding organizations and now boasts 40 organizations across 16 EU member states. Chloe Mikulacak, a Right to Repair campaigner, explains the group's goal. The aim is to push for and influence policies at both the EU and national level in favor of a universal right to repair. What we mean by this is that all products should be possible to repair, especially electronic products, because that's mainly where the problem lies. But also that users, not just professionals, should be able to repair their own products. All end consumers should have access to spare parts and repair information so that they can fix their products themselves. The EU is taking baby steps. For example, the European Parliament has recently passed several resolutions that point us in the right direction, as German Green MEP Anna Cavazzini, chair of the International Market and Consumer Protection Committee, notes. The European Parliament has decided in two reports that the Commission should propose a right to repair. We talk, for example, about the fact that companies must must keep spare parts and software updates in stock and that products must be designed in such a way that they can be easily repaired. Of course, there is also the issue of guarantees and warranties. The European Parliament has clearly called on the Commission to come up with a legislative proposal on the right to repair without delay. But which products are easiest to repair? My colleague in Germany asked Diana Prüfert from kaputt.de, a website that offers guidance on how to fix a range of goods. Technical devices with big parts are the most straightforward to repair. Washing machines, for example. Since the parts are large, they are easier to work with. The only problem is that you rarely find instructions on how to repair these products. 
According to Eurobarometer, 77% of European citizens would prefer to repair the appliance rather than replace them. Such a move would also support the EU's greenhouse gas reduction targets. On average, we replace our smartphones every two years. Yet, they are one of the most polluting products to manufacture and their use generates more greenhouse gases than virtually any other product. Here's some food for thought. Repairing a broken screen instead of purchasing a new smartphone saves enough water for around 40 baths. With its new eco-design rules, Brussels has already obliged fridge, washing machine, hairdryer and TV manufacturers in the EU to ensure that these products can be repaired by a professional repairer for up to a decade. As Piotr Switalski from the European Commission's representation in Poland explains. This right to repair, which came into force in March this year, obliges manufacturers to make parts available so that the equipment we buy can be repaired at several levels, and also to produce and make parts available at affordable prices for up to 10 years after the model was produced. There is also an element in this directive that prevents manufacturers from giving equipment a set lifespan and to make the structures, designs, plans and wiring of given equipment available to both users and specialized services to facilitate the repair process. My colleagues in Bulgaria spoke to Dimitar Lulchev a maintenance and repair specialist with over 50 years' experience. He is also vice president of Bulgaria's National Branch Union for the maintenance and repair of electronic and household appliances. He points out that this solution is not as clear-cut as it may at first seem. The trader can take a product from a manufacturer and keep it for two years. Once sold, it is covered by a commercial warranty for two years, and then it can be maintained with spare parts for a further six years. Keeping spare parts in stock is a very expensive luxury, and spare parts will swell in price, making repairs costly. Okay, so manufacturers based in Europe will be required to have these spare parts in stock. But what do we do with Samsung and LG, which are not in the EU? How will the EU oblige them to produce these pairs? Since their goods are sold in the EU, all the burden will fall on the merchant. I have not seen anything about how this responsibility will be shared between manufacturers, traders, repairers and the end user who will ultimately have to pay for all of this. Sivko Dimitrov, the National Branch Union Chair, agrees that repairing household goods often makes no financial sense to consumers. This depends a lot on the price of spare parts. If these spare parts are really expensive and the combined costs of the repair work and the materials comes close to the price of a new product in the shops, Bulgarian consumers would prefer to buy new rather than sit down to repair the old one. Putting the onus on companies seems more logical, certainly from the European Parliament's perspective. Yet repairing is not generally in a company's interest either, as selling new products generates far more revenue. Campaigners point to industry resistance as the main obstacle to broader European legislation. Industry, for its part, argues strongly that its reluctance is not simply a question of money. Petro Oliveira, a legal director of lobby group Business Europe, says that there are valid logistical and legal reasons that prevent companies from being fully transparent about their products. 
é difícil de prever quantas avarias vão acontecer com os produtos. É difícil de prever se vão, vai haver acesso. It is difficult to predict how many breakdowns a product might have. It is difficult to predict the availability of all kinds of raw materials. There are also legal limitations, such as intellectual property rights, for example. Not everyone can sell spare parts. Competition law and privacy rights also play a role. There is no magic solution. O direito à concorrência, o direito à privacidade também. Existem implicações também nesse aspecto. Não é... Não há uma solução mágica. Business Europe is also concerned that new EU regulations will create yet more bureaucracy and for companies that are already struggling under the weight of unfair competition. Não podemos também esquecer um elemento de concorrência desleal. As empresas europeias estão cada vez mais... We must not forget the rise in unfair competition. European businesses are increasingly subject to many rules when dealing with consumers. But we must not forget that millions of consumers import products purchased on e-commerce platforms from countries outside the European Union every day. Many of these transactions do not respect consumer rights, consumer safety and European legislation in general. This aspect of unfair competition must also be taken into account when we are discussing these right to repair issues. Yet, as we mentioned, France has taken the right to repair to the next stage. Since February 2021, several electronic products sold in French supermarkets, including smartphones, have been given a rating out of 10 for repairability. This score indicates whether a product is easily repairable based on several criteria. The existence of full repair instructions, the availability of spare parts and delivery times, and the likelihood of finding information on product updates. If this initiative works, Monique Goyens, Director General of the Umbrella Consumer Organizations BEUC, would like to see it rolled out across the block. If the first results of this repairability index are favorable, it will serve as a good basis for a harmonized European instrument, because we can no longer afford not to have one in a market where consumers buy online from other countries, where there are many cross-border transactions. I think it is essential that Europe takes over and transposes this repairability index at European level. Indeed, members of the European Parliament have suggested that a European indicator could take the form of a mandatory passport for digital products. There's still a long way to go and a lot of work to be done to make things easier for both companies and consumers. But the wheels are in motion. So next time you are considering buying a new fridge, smartphone or washing machine, why not check if you can have your old one repaired first?